What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Impact Defense Podcast. This is episode 101. Awesome. We have made like it. the Dalmatians. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like the Dalmatians. All right, so just a little bit about this episode. We have Gentry with us, uh, so yeah, so we have a Gentry and no Kylie today, um, but this morning, actually, Gentry and I just went and did a security assessment for uh, a local church, and we've done security assessments for churches, for businesses, um, I've even done some impromptu security assessments for a few people's houses, uh, nothing official they're just like hey um so tell me what what should i do around here uh, <laughs> so oh okay you brought me over and give me food to put me to work i got you uh anyway but we're going to talk about the you know the idea that maybe sometimes especially if you have like a, a church or a business that uh it's, it's not a bad idea to have a third party kind of look and see what kind of you know, some people call them risk assessments. What kind of risk or possibilities? Qualified, of, qualified third party. Qual, yeah, qualified yes. third party is probably a good idea. Because that's one of the topics I think we're going to talk about in this episode today is unqualified people making assessments. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to come into play because I've heard some pretty bad advice while going around to places. Um, really, really bad advice. Yeah, we yeah when we were doing one of the business, there was some really bad advice that was given. So yeah, I think it's about time for an ad. And I want you guys to know that next time we record, well, you won't have to drink your water and you won't have to bring your own coffee from home because we have a new sponsor. What? Yep. What is our new sponsor? Blackout Coffee. So anyway, Blackout Coffee. taste of water that I won't have to put up with because I'll have life juice. That's right. So next week, starting in episode 102, yep, we are getting blackout coffee. I, I think I got like three different flavors coming in, three different types. One is called Brutal Awakening. <laughs> <laughs> kind of looking forward to that one. Actually, there's four, and the other three are different flavors of coffee. So we will discuss that next time. So I'm looking forward to those coming in. They are supposed to be in, and we so can be. So what I'm be, hearing is we need, we, we each need like four cups of coffee on the table so we can compare them for a commercial. I'm also hearing that the next episode is going to be a taste test of coffee, and it's going to require four people. That's <laughs> what I'm hearing. Gentry needs to come back for 102. <laughs> that is what Gentry hear, is hearing. Possibly, yes. <laughs> There's coffee involved. You know, she's in. Sure. Uh, yeah, but I mean, Gentry's, you know, it was like a, a security assessment. Gentry's in too. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, mm-hmm. it's just. But she know. also has coffee with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. On to your news story, correct? Yep. Yep. Okay, this uh, story comes from a sheriff's office. Um, the website is Online Athens. So. I have not checked. I don't know if it's a super trustworthy site. Who knows? Anyway. Um, Some random site with made-up news stories, but hey. 
It we says sheriff's anyway. office. That sounds <laughs> legitimate to me. Anyway, <laughs> it does not say the name of the state that this happened in. All it says is the name of the county. It says Madison County's sheriff's office was called. If it was all on Athens, would that be Georgia? Athens, Georgia? I would think so. It's possible. Okay. I don't My know. My guess is Georgia. Okay. So Madison County Sheriff's Office was called and a deputy arrived. Church members were escorting the man outside, according to the report. Anyway, moving on. 47-year-old man um, told one member of the church um, who noticed he was carrying a weapon. He told them that he had already shot someone the previous night um, in Morgan County and was planning to shoot more people. So walks into a church and he says, yeah, tells I gotta... someone his plan and admits to murder. Yeah. I don't think that dude's mentally stable. I, I would agree. Doesn't sound like it. Moving on. Church members reported that the man entered the nursery where five women said they saw the suspect attempting to pull the gun out of his pants. But he couldn't because his pants started to fall down. So wait a second. Why did why did they allow him to go on in if he said, "Hey, I just killed somebody last night, and I would like to kill some more people"? Why did they say, "Okay, welcome to church"? Here's I'm our nursery. Just wondering. <laughs> I'm just wondering if it, it. I feel like there are two options. Either he was saying those things to the church member while he was trying to pull the gun from his pants and they were falling down. That's possible. Or. He told a church member, and they were just like, ha-ha, good one. What church, what person in this world that we live in right now hears something like that and goes, like, you're so funny, especially if you don't know them? What kind of person walks into a place with the intention to shoot it up and goes, oh, yeah, casually. uh." Well, no, those are horrible (laughs) losers as it is, but I'm just talking about, like, I'm just saying, like, you know. I'm just saying, I think it prob- he probably said it while he was trying to get the gun out and Maybe. his pants were okay. falling down. Um, anyway, deputies checked the man's criminal record and found no felony convictions, nor did Morgan County report any shootings. There was nothing to verify that he had killed anyone. The suspect was charged with possessing and carrying a concealed weapon without a permit. Yep, as soon as he... Basically, the members of the church were uh, restraining him and... Okay. Escorting him out of the building, the sheriff arrived and um, took the gun from him. He did have a twenty-five caliber pistol on him in his pants pocket. So he may have been trying to kill people, but not too many people, because twenty-five caliber generally are very small, very small handguns. Now, I, there are—I don't care. I, one of the best guys with guns I know, straight up, will tell you that. Just because you're a firearms instructor does not mean you know every firearm. So I just I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I can honestly say that I have never seen a twenty five caliber gun be more than just a pocket sized gun. Now it does look like he said that he planned to shoot more people, and if that's the case, then a twenty-five cal. If his plan wasn't to kill more people, just to shoot more people, maybe he did go for the right gun because that could carry a whole lot more no. rounds. No, no, nothing. Anything I've seen, really? Yeah, five, six, seven, somewhere mm-hmm. in that range. 
thinking now, I'm not smaller saying, could put more in a magazine. No, not like this. <laughs> well. You ever seen a twenty five caliber pistol? I think he I goes think on the so. list I really of wish I had the strangest and dumbest criminals. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. And I'm not saying that does it's not out there. I'm not saying now, anything Now, he did like that, succeed but. in um, attempting to shoot up a church and only getting charged with carrying a pistol without a permit. So. He needed to have succeeded in getting the crap beat out of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's just my personal opinion. Well, that was an interesting news story. That was a very interesting news story. I f- yeah. <laughs> I apologize for all the interruptions. I feel like I interrupted you a lot just because that was really bizarre and kind of like odd. It's okay. I'm re- I, I was sitting there reading it, not completely sure what I was reading. So, yeah. Okay. And it, like, you know, a lot of news articles just say things in a weird order. You Sometimes, know? yeah. Like they reveal details in a strange order. So I just kind of have to overview read it and then put it into the order that it happened mm. after the fact. So that can be a little broken up. And since I don't necessarily prepare for these things like days <laughs> in advance and write out a script for myself, it's just kind of BS and you guys get to deal with that. Yeah, well. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, anyway. By next time, the next show, you should be highly caffeinated. And at least thinking clearly. Mm-hmm. That is very true. <laughs> very true. I forgot to mention. I feel. I, I looked over at Ginger. I was like, oh, crap. Because as soon as you started reading, I realized I never did say, go to blackoutcoffee.com and use the 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 impact code. Not the impact code. I know. I was about, I was about to say. But that's what it sounded like. So Yeah. So blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code impact defense. Heck yes. I'm really looking forward to that coming in as well. It cannot come in soon enough. That is true. Yay for coffee. <laughs> Especially blackout coffee. That's right. Oh. All right, so moving on oh. into the main subject of our podcast, security assessments. Yeah, in case you are wondering, if a man comes into your church and says that he is going to shoot people, tackle him to the ground and don't let him leave or touch anything. And definitely don't let him go to your children's ministry. Yeah. Okay. So let's. Uh, okay, you're in a business. Maybe like we were called into a business by the. Um, what was his position again? He he was just in charge. He is the he is the safety manager. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Was so like a, it was. He works on like safety of employees and everything. So he makes sure that. Risk management? Oh, should. Yeah, yeah like risk management. Like, yeah. Kind of like risk management. Anyway, he makes sure OSHA doesn't get called in every five seconds, you yeah. know, and all that stuff. And so, yeah. Anyway, he says, all right, there was a, in their case, they had an active shooter that was like uh, just a mile down the road from them mm-hmm. at another corporation because this was in a big business park area. And, uh, and that's why he called us in. But And then we've been called in by some other businesses. We've been called in by churches. Uh, we've been called um, all around. I mean, we've gone around doing these things a lot. Uh, the first question I think we need to ask is why, if you have or if you're in a position uh, to suggest, why w- should you have some type of qualified 
third party come in and check out your business or church or anything like that? Because if you don't, you either don't have a plan or you have a plan that could have some major flaws and you don't know. Yeah. And you really don't want to be responsible for a whole bunch of people losing their lives because of your stupid plan. Yeah. And I think what we've seen, I think what we've seen a lot of as well is that when you see the same thing over and over again, because you're used to just walking in to the same place, you kind of get blind to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You know, you just don't see it. You don't, you don't think about it because you don't think about it. So nobody else is going to think about it. You know, a lot of people have that same approach when you're thinking about like, if you're talking about like, this is just like completely different, but like the cleanliness of a business, mm-hmm. like you walk in as uh, an employee and you don't see things because you're used to looking over things. And then a brand new person walks in and looks around, man, this place is crappy, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> that fresh set of eyes. Right. And that gives you that same thing in the security aspect of it all. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like people who have a lot of dogs don't know that their house smells like dog because they always yes. smell dog. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly like mm-hmm. that. That's a very good analogy. Yes. It's just like you're going to be nose blind, you can be safety blind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, true. Okay, so anyway, um, let's talk about the business. My apologies to anybody who owns a lot of dogs. Have a third party tell you honestly how your house smells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I've been into people's houses that had dogs. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know mm-hmm. they have a dog. And then I've been in people's houses that had dogs, and I would not have known it. Right. Same. So, yeah. Anyway, um, that's not what the club sub- subject of the podcast is. I'm having some stuttering problems today. You can be safety blind. Yeah, you can be safety blind. Uh, let's give a couple of examples. Uh, f- which one we want to talk about? We want to talk about our most recent church that we did? Or we want to talk about our, well, I guess. Well, I would love to hear more about the most recent church you did. Because, okay. like, I've heard some of it, but. I wasn't there for this one, so. That was actually today, so yeah. Yeah. Going into the security assessments, like you got to think about what kind of business or um, church or whatever it is you're going into. Is it a large business, large church, small business, small church? And if so, how many, about how many employees or workers or people does it have? Um, With a church, you want to know about the size of their children's ministry and the location. Um, If it's in or in the same building as a sanctuary or separate? Do they have an extra building that they meet in? Like, how separated are the people? How many exits are there? Are the doors glass or metal? Do they have windows or not have windows? So about the church that you guys just uh, went to for the security assessment, um, you knew a little bit about the layout of the building beforehand. Yeah, I've Mm -hmm. been in there two, three times maybe. And I've been there a good... A number of times. Okay. So, like, when you know a little bit about the building beforehand, you have a little bit of time to do some pre-prep, kind of, like, knowing how you would set up security or things that you would do, um, just common sense things right off the bat that you would do to make yeah. things more safe. Mm-hmm. What I are have, some of those Gentry had been things? in there a lot more than I had. I had only, really only been in there for a couple of things, like we taught over there once, um, and a couple of little things, so I had not really been in that building much, so I didn't go into it with a whole lot of like ideas. So I asked Gentry about several things before we were going, but yeah, I mean, there are just certain things that you want to know before that you want to think of, think about your interests and exits, and and all that kind of stuff as well. Okay, now the layout of this, we obviously are not saying the name of it, so it's very discreet, but. 
What are some things right off the bat about how that building was run that made um, your security plan a little bit more specific to that building? Every single time I go into be a, a business or a church or anything, yeah, unfortunately, we cannot. It cannot be like this is the cookie cutter way of mm-hmm. doing things because every business and every church is laid out completely different. Um, the this particular church was three separate buildings. That's which, a lot of entries and exits. It yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's something that we had to think of when in there. Now, what is the size of their security team as compared to those entries and exits? What did he say, like six Um, or eight? Yeah, I think he said like six to ten, but it depends on who's there and who's really committed or not. So I'm pretty sure the the head of the team was saying that it was like six to eight, depending on the Sunday morning. Yeah. Okay, so on a good day, you could potentially have – about a maximum of three people per building. But that's on like an ideal perfect day. Most of the time it would be more right. one to two security team members per mm-hmm. building. That's yeah. the way it was sounding, yes. Yeah. Okay, so when you go into a business, like or uh, whatever kind of building that you are doing a security plan for, those are some of the first things that you have to figure out is if they have a security team, a lot of churches do now. Mm-hmm. So when you're going into a church, you want to know um, if they have one, about how much training they have because that would that would help you decide what kind of techniques they need to employ um for instance um a police officer would have different credentials than um a competitive shooter Mm -hmm. very much so Mm -hmm. because police officers would have a general idea of how to restrain someone whereas a competitive shooter just has basically one function (laughs) pull Um, the trigger yeah (laughs) um now we've seen in cases like the texas church shooting that uh competitive shooters can be very effective when neutralizing (laughs) a threat in a church but (laughs) if you say instead of an active shooter you have someone trying to expose themselves in front of your church building the police officer may be a little bit more helpful (laughs) yeah that did um (laughs) and you say that 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 did Mm -hmm. happen at a church you know Mm -hmm. uh where, where two ladies were protesting, decided to stand up, started stripping down, and started screaming and everything, and they had to uh, escort them out. So, yeah, I mean, so especially you're looking at uh, a church, you're going to have a different kind of ways they're going to respond than you would a business, too. So you have to think about all that as well. But you have to think about, like you said, some of the training. And, well, we do provide a lot of training for both yes style, but you can't provide of, a lifetime or several years of training no, gotcha. in just you know one day or two mm-hmm. visits no or but even, we can talk about how to handle basic threats yes. and how to handle mm-hmm. basic stupid people standing up and interrupting a service that we want to escort out or something exactly. so. mm-hmm. but all of that shows that it can't be a cookie cutter plan you right. know you have to work with the skill sets you've been provided yep um so we've got so far we know that it's a three building kind of thing and are all three buildings ever in use at one time? Yes. Yes, consistently. So you would need protection in all three of those buildings yep. mm-hmm. at any given time. All right. Um, do you want to go into um, a few of the things that are just right off the bat? The first things that you advise people when you walk into a building. Oh, if we're talking about this one in particular, uh, we were looking at how many entrances and exits were open and shut, what what were locked, uh, what were not locked. Um, Which doors could be locked yeah, and not locked. Yeah, we did a lot of that. That's a difference you know. for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because we had we had certain entrances that were not locked that we thought would be much better if it was locked at certain times. And then, especially since they would have somebody uh, near one of the doors, they could let uh, someone in if they needed access for one reason or another. But we shouldn't have, you know, make it so hard to, no, make it so easy for someone to get in that doesn't need to be there, especially when you're dealing with children. Uh, and that was kind of one of the big things for me uh, today. Um, but then another thing was just like looking at uh, access to medical supplies and different things along those lines. You know, we need to think about like where some of those things need to be um, because it's not just it really is for for a lot of churches. It really is kind of a safety team. There is some security aspect to it, but there's also a big safety aspect to a lot of it. And, you know, that includes medical and you need to make sure that wherever those medical supplies are, they're not so far away or not so locked away mm-hmm. that you can't get to them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in case of emergency. All right, so quick access to medical supplies, locked doors. When it comes to entries and exits, let's say uh, the church has some questions about what to do if someone does enter um, any one of those buildings with a weapon with the intention to do harm what is what are some things that either had to change today or um it was primarily they they did a, a good job on a lot of levels as far as keeping uh some doors locked uh there was some other doors there was one primary door that um i advised them to immediately start locking and then give access to a certain point. I think we said, you know, leave it open for, it was a children's wing area, and it's leave it open for parents to bring the kids in, but then once a certain time hits, you lock the doors, mm-hmm. and then you can let someone in if needed because people are still in the entryway, uh, but otherwise it needs to be kind of locked down. Um, so that was one thing. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the, the big main thing, I think, of the day. Now, with churches that already have an established security team, um, there's usually a head of the security team that does the organizing and everything. I'm assuming this church had the same. Yes. When it comes to changes or an expert's advice on these things, different people handle them different ways. How did the person today handle any uh, new advice or uh, things you've pointed out or changes to the current plan of um, action if something were to occur? So really, uh, I think he handled things really well as we were talking about it. You know, he made a page full of notes mm-hmm. about everything that we were talking about and made suggestions on and, and all this stuff mm-hmm. and uh, and honestly suggested certain products right. uh, in some cases uh, and just, you know, a lot of different things. Uh, but, but he took it really well. You're right. I have had some people take it not as well. But, you know, most of the time, a couple of things that I've learned just through the years as well in doing this is actually to get them to understand the why and not just like, okay, there was a situation today we were talking about. Uh, there was two rooms that were connected by a bathroom, and we go over there and we say, okay, this room, the door doesn't lock. This room, the door doesn't lock. There's no locks on the bathrooms because it's a small child's area. So we started talking about, like, in a worst case scenario, active shooter kind of situation, you know, what do you do with those kids? There's no such thing as a lockdown procedure if you don't have doors that locks. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as a lockdown procedure if you have doors with the the big windows on it and you can see everything inside. Mm-hmm. So, so essentially, there is no lockdown procedure. 
yeah. that church. Yeah. So, and when I explained the why that a lockdown procedure for that would not work, you know, um, I think when I, if I would have just gone like, no, you can't do that. That might've been one thing, but in the sitting and explaining why in each of those situations, that was not the best idea. But I'll, yeah, overall, I think he was, he was, he was very receptive of everything and uh, took everything well. And like I said, made a page full of notes that he was going to go back to some other people with. Mm-hmm. So, Okay. So you two had mentioned going to businesses and yep. doing assessments and I've not been with you for a business assessment. When you go in for those, is there anything specific that you're looking for right off the bat that's different than what you're looking for with churches? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I know that you're you're looking at yeah, in a lot of cases with businesses, unless it's a uh, like a daycare or something, which we've done those too. But um, you don't have to deal with kids. I mean, or looking at things with kids, right. um, and that and that changes things completely. Uh, you know, I think what we've done probably, I don't know if more of, but we've done stuff for like like corporate type stuff. And when you go to a corporation, it's a it's a different atmosphere, a completely different atmosphere. Because again, you don't have to think about like what do I do with the kids in a situation. You know, uh, it's more or less of really, would you say more risk? Just kind of more risk assessment in a lot of ways. Um, in a lot of ways, yes. So uh, there are a lot of things that go into a business. You know, uh, churches, you can usually tell that when someone does something bad there, they've got a, cu- a couple of different motives. A lot of time it's the children's ministry targeted and you're at risk yeah. of that. Um, or it's someone who's, say, angry at God or just looking for an easy opportunity to shoot people up and yeah. um, walk in to do as much damage and as unfortunately, possible. unfortunately, a lot of churches are just kind of Where easy targets. Whereas when it comes to a business, especially a corporation, type business and if we're talking specifically about probably one of the most notable uh ones that we've been to um, which was a uh, manufacturing kind of company you're at more risk of um disgruntled employees or former employees yes um that come in and want to do damage because of a spat with the business which is what happened to the business just a couple miles down the road from the one we did an assessment in that made them want us to come in the first place. So when you were looking at that business, there were a lot of things that they just completely overlooked when it came to the safety. One of those being that a, you didn't have to be an employee to enter the building. So there was just a big wide open bay door um, that someone could just walk into. One of the things that they were looking at was like their corporate area. They have the corporate area and then they have the manufacturing and distribution distribution Mm -hmm. area. So essentially you've got your worker bees and then the office, uh, the office area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with them, you have to be buzzed in and everything to get into the corporate area. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had, unless you enter through the manufacturing area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when we were walking around, and we were talking to the guy, he said, there is no way for, you know, like an active shooter to get mm. in here because you can't get through this door. And we've taken all these. And I said, mm-hmm. uh, what about that? Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's bay doors right over there. And you could, because we had already walked out that way. Mm-hmm. If you come in there, there was completely open path all the way back to the corporate area. Right. And I mean, it, was, it was like. He didn't even think about these bay doors as entrances. It's like having a locked window with an open door. Yeah, yeah, is, is it really like. is. Yeah. You know, I mean, when we moved into our current building, mm-hmm. and I know, but anyway, when we moved into our current building, we had a bay door on the back mm-hmm. that they told us we had to, as we were standing here, they said, like, you know, what happens if a fire breaks out? There's no in- exit from this area. 
And I said, there's a big open bay door right back there. And the guy says, well, we don't see that as an entrance and exit. <laughs> it's so I mean, open. I feel like it's way more functional yeah. than other entrances and exits. Well, right. it's yeah, but I mean, I'm just, people don't look at those things the same. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I kind of learned in doing a lot of this mm-hmm. is, uh, yeah, so his eyes, you should have seen his face. Mm-hmm. Gentry, you really should have seen his face. When we said, you have, do you remember how many it were? It was eight. Ten open, wide open bay doors. Yeah. Uh-huh. Huge. Uh-huh. Transfer trucks pull in there. And he's like You've got lumpers moving in and out constantly and then, you know, even the ones that don't have people in it, it's just right. big, wide and open. You can walk right in. Yeah. And I was like, uh, what what are you talking about? I said, There are like there's like eight doors right there. I said, All I have to do is walk in. Uh-huh. And I said, they have access to your entire place here. Uh-huh. And he, his his face, it was just like brutal terror. And the problem was he had actually already had somebody like us come out. Mm-hmm. And this is where Jada was talking about qualified. And I'm not mm-hmm. trying to say anything that we're just wonderful, awesome stuff. But, you know, you have to be careful because whoever came in there gave them some horrific advice. Horrific Can advice. Can you share? Yes. Okay, uh, yes. I want to so, hear this like, horrific One of advice. which, that was never, whoever came in also never looked at those open doors doors. Mm -hmm. as possible entry points. Mm -hmm. To me, it's common sense. It'd be hard not to see that. I know, but people just don't. Yeah. Shockingly enough. Okay. Another thing he was talking about active shooter, because they had just had the active shooter event like a month or two prior, Mm -hmm. um, they immediately had somebody come in. They wasn't, I can't remember why specifically they had us come in to, um, they were looking at turning from a couple of places, but they had an employee that recommended That's right. us. Yep. So, yep. They had a couple of employees that recommended us specifically mm-hmm. and we came in and, and I guess showed them what made us different from the others. Right. Uh, Cause another thing that we're doing is like in the corporate area and the, and the desks mm-hmm. and everything, they said, whoever came in told them that they should jump under their desks and I'm standing in the entry point to the room. Uh huh. And I said, wait a second. So what you're telling me is everybody gets down under the desk right here. They were not like, they were kind of like this table without right. the tablecloth on it. There was, it's just completely open. Uh-huh. I mean, it was desks, but you know, still, yeah, right. it was completely open on all sides. So really, if I walk into a room as an active shooter mm-hmm. and I look, there are people huddled down under desk that are super easy targets about. And we talked about mm-hmm. this when we did our, the one com- of the things about active shooters yeah, for the we Columbine. Did. We did. The kids they just the library shot kids under. under the table. Yep, I was I did not even know that at the time mm-hmm. when we did this, and I was just telling him I said like that's terrible. Mm-hmm. There was so many things where we looked at him and said something. You know, I said something to him or Jada said something to him, and it just the sheer look of fear in his eyes right. when he realized how bad some of the advice he had gotten was. Mm-hmm. When we walk into a business, a lot of times it's I ask them a whole bunch of questions about their facility while Brian uh, brings facts to their attention. Mm-hmm. So it's just I'm asking a whole bunch of questions while basically they'll ask Brian questions and I get answers right. from them about their facility she starts asking all that while i'm sitting there compiling mm-hmm. <laughs> yes so it works better when i just function as a backup brain <laughs> um i sit there and i ask them questions that gives brian the information he needs to form a plan for them <laughs> um, so, but yeah we we worked with with that um it was it was it was interesting, but yeah, that, that was that was two of the the big blaring moments mm. of fear in his eyes of the how bad advice can be given. Yes, very much. So. What kind of suggestions did you make to him 
as far as to deal with that situation with the open bay doors oh, and man. with the so, going under the tables. What what okay. did you suggest? Uh, well, I told him the open bay doors. It, they just they either have to do one of two things. They either have to lock out. They had a way to do it. They just didn't do it. Mm-hmm. They had a way. They needed to lock out between their corporate and their mm-hmm. and and the manufacturing areas. They either needed to lock that out so somebody couldn't come in and go through there. Right. Uh, you know, in, in all honesty, in a situation like that, we're talking about an active shooter who just been, somebody had just been fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this which is what happened down the road. And they go out to a vehicle and then they come back in and they try to get into the corporate area and start shooting people because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, you know, what I was suggesting was, hey, um, you've got lots of places for the other people to like hide and stuff right. like that. So we need to lock that out. And then if somebody comes in with, the, with a gun, you know, then everybody else needs to know where they need to go, you know, how they either need to hide or how they need to escape or something along those lines. Unfortunately, in a, a manufacturing type um, environment, it is it would be very, very difficult and inconvenient for them to have those doors shut when mm-hmm. there was not a truck there because yeah. they've right. got things constantly moving in, constantly moving out, yeah. which means that essentially all those worker bees in that area are going to... For the safety of the people in the office, for minimal damage, they would have to be locked out and buzzed into the other area yeah. or have access cards or whatever. And unless they're, so, which would basically lock the normal workers in with an active shooter. Yeah, which is why. But there, there were also there are a lot of open bay doors. There was mm-hmm. eight there on the front, and I think there was two others. There's, if somebody came in one, there was other places for them to escape. Right. You know. So, it's I mean, not like they were trapped. And it's they not could, like they were completely trapped in right. there. You know, it was, and the place was huge. There's a lot of places they could go to to either hide or escape. Uh, so that's kind of what we, but then that room mm-hmm. where it was kind of a pass-through room. So it would be a big target area for an active shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was beneficial was there were some places where people could kind of get to where they could easily, if somebody comes in with a gun, they could have easily kind of like isolated him um, and and without getting too technical over an audio podcast, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you kind of build a stack team at a corner. Right. And as soon as he comes through, mm-hmm. somebody gets the gun. Yes. The other two or five or 50 people jump on him and beat the living crap out of him. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but for that to work, you have to get training for those individuals so that they know yeah. what to do and how to handle a thing like that. And a lot of times, um, corporations like that really only provide that training for their office workers because yeah. there is a lot of change up in the employees in the actual working area. So this particular guy, he seemed very open to what you suggested and very shocked. Yes. By what you suggested. Yeah, very much so. Have you ever gone into a business where the person was not receptive to your suggestions? I've gone into a business where it was like not as well received in the fact that more or less like they just didn't think it would happen. And I'm like, why did you bring me out? Right. Essentially. I mean, that was, that's mm-hmm. basically what it boiled down to is there are there are a couple times uh, we've been brought into certain businesses and and you know in one case it was a lot of bureaucracy keeping me from being able to come back and actually train their employees mm-hmm. uh in some cases it's been just apathy mm-hmm. 
and apathy is what really well, actually i'll get on my nerves because i'm sitting here going like that's the safety of your employees and stuff like that just right. to prove we don't charge that much mm-hmm. you know just just to prove somebody to come in but like i said a lot of times it's apathy and apathy is what bothers me more than anything right uh and I, that was kind of more or less what another one was it was probably the worst one my most aggravated and that's the one i went to by myself and he was just like yeah well you know such 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 and i was like and i thought why why am i here you wanted me to come out yeah. to, to kind of give you a risk assessment for all of this. He wanted you to come out and say, yeah, you're pretty well set up here. I guess. <laughs> but since I started pointing out problems, he was right. like, oh, yeah, I don't think anybody would actually do that. So, but again, that was probably one of the first ones I had done too. And I don't think I quite knew how to explain myself to people as well. I'm hoping that was the problem. <laughs> uh, so I know we have probably gone a little long, maybe. Um it's hard to tell. This has been a very interesting recording between our neighbor. If you're listening to this and it was seamless all the way through, um, thank you to our editor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Because it's, uh, it's been kind of a rough one this time. Um, We've been going for a while. <laughs> almost an hour we've actually been recording. <laughs> yes. So, all right. But uh, thank you so much for for making it through all of this. I hope it comes out well in editing. Uh, And uh, do not forget our newest sponsor. Blackout Coffee. That's right. Blackoutcoffee.com. Use the coupon code Impact Defense. We'll get you 10% off. And also, uh, I guess in episode 102, we'll have us a taste testing. So... So coffee tastings, do they work anywhere like uh, like wine tastings? Is that how that? I mean, we can get a bucket to spit it in, but I'd rather just swallow No, no, no. no I'm not spitting out coffee. <laughs> Slightly earthy so taste. We'd for the rather, <laughs> so we'd rather it not go like a wine tasting, right? Yeah, that's true. That's right. right. I didn't think about we that part. We can swallow it, like, but that's about it. All right. <laughs> remember to take the time and savor it, and it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I feel alive again. <laughs> oh, so... Yeah, looking forward to that brutal awakening and the three other flavors of coffee I'm I'm looking forward to. So we'll see how all that goes. So all right guys. So anyway, thank you very much for listening. Any other things we need to say? Nope. You okay. <laughs> I could give a summary, but there was a lot in there and it would not cover it all. So if That's, you missed something, um go, go back, back and, and listen. listen. To it. <laughs> if you go to a church or go to a business, it or own one. It'd be good to have a safety assessment done. Go get a That's safety true. assessment. Mm-hmm. And if you were in the North Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia, South Carolina area, mm-hmm. give us a call. Okay. Uh, contact us. We have gone out of state for these things before. We don't mind going. Um, yeah, let us know. And we will be glad to help you out. All right, guys. We will see you in the next one.